We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Back in March of 2021. And again, the Knicks a season high, 12 games above 500 as Highsmith scores. The Knicks with certainly a lot of concern surrounding Julius Randle in his fall. As they extend their winning streak to six in a row. And 12 and two since the trade, 32 for Brunson to lead the way. 125-109 the final as the Knicks go to 29 and 17. Miami falls to 24 and 22. Denver Philly up next later tonight. Ah, right. Mm, 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 mm. This is going to be a tricky post game to do uh, because the Knicks, the New York Knickerbockers, man, Knicks are pretty freaking good. And they are proving that to us more and more by the day, by the hour, by the, by the quarter, by the minute. This was going to be a jump out the window um, post game. I, as, as, those of you who have been watching me for a while well know I'm not someone who who gives over easily to um, temptation to really just be all the way in to to ch- not even, you know I'll taste the Kool Aid occasionally it's very good so how do you not taste it I'll taste it occasionally I don't chug the Kool Aid this was going to be a chug the Kool Aid post game after what was. Like they've had so many big wins now, and they've had so many big wins since the trade. This was yet another unique sort of win, and I'm gonna get back to talking about that in a minute because it deserves to be talked about because their effort and their execution, frankly, um, deserves as much praise as we've given them in a very long time. Um, and yet, I'm conflicted because I feel like it would be inappropriate to be in a celebratory mood after this game because Julius Randle, um, with a handful of minutes left in the game, um, exited uh, after he went up for a layup attempt with Jaime Jaquez, the uh, Heat's latest in a very long, distinguished line of players who uh, will probably figure out a way to injure your best player. Um, slid under the basket um, as he was in uh, ch- charge slash block position and Randall landed very awkwardly uh, on his, sh- it looked like he landed directly on his shoulder and then immediately was in a lot of pain, 
called for the bench, had to go to the locker room. And uh, I, I'll, I'll be curious if we get any update from Tom Thibodeau after this game. I would, I'm not even going to speculate. Like my first thought when I saw the injury was dislocated shoulder. And cause like, I, I mean, I've, I've had a dislocated shoulder. I'm sure most, probably a lot of people watching this right now have had a dislocated shoulder. Uh, like maybe it's that. I hope it's that. Or I mean, just a, it didn't look like a bruise. That's for sure. The way Randall was going, it didn't look like a bruise. So I think we have to hope that it's a dislocated shoulder and not something worse. If it's something worse, I mean, I don't want to start off the show talking about like scenarios where Randall is out for any significant period of time. We just have to keep our fingers crossed because for as much as he has driven a lot of fans. I mean, I don't care if you're the biggest Randall supporter in the world. At some point, he has driven you nuts since he's been here. I don't care if you're the biggest Randall critic in the world. It is impossible. Impossible to watch what the Knicks are doing right now and how much dominance, and that's the only word for it, how much dominance, how much confidence, uh, poise, synergy, like all of these, all these words that we throw around when a basketball team is playing well. They all apply to the Knicks right now. It is impossible to watch them and think about all the things that they are doing well and all of the praise that we are lavishing upon them and not focus on Julius Randle being at the center of it all. Is he the driving force? No. Jalen Brunson's the driving force. Jalen Brunson is their MVP candidate. Jalen Brunson is their superstar. And um, like well, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about him because what do you know? He had another outstanding game that makes it look utterly ridiculous. He's not starting the all-star game. Um, and he, and Randall hasn't even been the thing that has clicked that, that has taken them from, you know, a, a seven to a nine or, you know, whatever you want to go at a nine an eight to a 10. That's been OG and We're going to talk about him uh, in, in a minute, but like you need him. And Randall being at his at the best version of himself takes them from a good team or a great team to a great team or maybe even a team that can fuck around and beat multiple contenders in the same postseason. Um, because again, that is the level that they are playing with right now. Uh, so we hope Randall's okay. I mean, they, they're gonna need, they're gonna need him if they want to do anything serious this year. I just I, I, we could leave it at that. All that being said, is this team equipped to withstand the? It, they have two. They have two all star. I think Randall's going to make the all star team. Um, they they're going to have two all stars. I think one of those all stars they are not equipped to handle the loss of at all. Of the two, they are far more equipped to handle the loss of Randall. If 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 if, and I hope it doesn't come to this. Although at this point, I think we would have to assume that it probably will. Um, they are more uh, equipped to la- uh, withstand the loss of Randall for a sustained period of time. It would look a little bit different. Uh, they would be again down to one genuine playmaker guy who drew attention. If this was a really sustained injury and this was like a, a, a months as opposed to weeks thing, maybe even if it's a week's thing, uh, and again, I feel I don't even want to say those words because I don't want that. To, I don't want to talk that into fruition. Maybe that increases their level of urgency in terms of the trade deadline. I I don't know. Um, 
it would put a lot more on Jalen Brunson. It would put a lot on a lot of guys to step up and, and do things that maybe they're not comfortable doing. All that being said, they still have Jalen Brunson. And that's the key. And as long as he's healthy, uh, you know, if Randall has to miss time, you slide in OG Ananobi at the starting four. I would bet any amount of money they would slide uh, Josh Hart, who had an outstanding game today, into the starting three, keep DiVincenzo with the two, and then you kind of just work down from there. My bet would actually probably be that they would go with an eight-man rotation with Deuce Grimes and uh, and a, a center coming off the bench. Uh, I feel like I've taken a lot of time on that, but I just... It deserves it because that's how important Julius Randle is to this team. And and the thought of being without him for a sustained period of time is I, I don't want to think about it. Who knows? Maybe by the time people are listening to this on their podcast feeds on uh, Sunday morning, we already have encouraging news. So that's what I'm going to hope for. Uh, let's talk about this game. Did not start well. I think the Knicks got down nine early, 13 to four. If I, I think that was their biggest deficit. Uh, they were clanking shots. I think I saw someone say... Uh, Brunson, Randall, and DiVincenzo were like a combined one for 10 to start off the game. Okay, maybe they got out of little gates a little sluggish. Miami hit some nice transition threes, whatever. And then from like the middle of the first quarter on, the Knicks were in, for the most part, exclusively no fucking around mode. And um, there are a lot of reasons for that. But the first guy that I got to talk about on this post game show is uh, a much, much maligned Nick. Yes. Do I, do I revel in being able to pump up this guy when he has good games because of how much hate he gets after games where he does not come through? Absolutely. But Josh Hart continues to be an absolutely massive part of what they do. There is a reason they acquired him. There's a reason they paid him all this money. Guys like that win you games. And I don't know if it's going too far to say he won them this game, but it's not a coincidence that their energy completely turned around and changed once he checked in in the first quarter. And his activity on the defensive end, his activity in transition, finished with 14 points, nine rebounds, five assists. That's a hell of a Josh Hart game um, in 32 minutes. So Josh Hart, like without Emmanuel quickly, especially... He's the guy that's going to come off the bench and change the energy. Deuce McBride hitting threes, massive. Quentin Grimes, my God, are we going to talk about Quentin Grimes? Um, him being able to come in and hit threes and make plays defensively and be aggressive off the dribble. How you doing? Now, if we could just hit some free throws. Um, important. Oh, like Achua, we're going to talk about him. Like Really, th- this is a game for as, as much as the Randall injury is the headliner, and for as much as Jalen Brunson, as he is every game, um, is 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 a headliner, and yeah, we're getting to OG. I thought the bench really deserved a lot of kudos in this game because their energy turned their game around in the first half. It was a very tight game. They gave the Knicks, um, they got the Knicks back in the game. Some of that was when Julius was still in with the bench, um, and then the bench exclusively. And then from there, the Knicks basically played steady, solid basketball throughout the rest of the first half. Um, third quarter, I thought was a third quarter of runs. We had a Miami push, a Knicks push, a Miami push, a Knicks push, and then Miami made their big push. It, or I should say Jimmy Butler made his big push. It was all Jimmy. Um, he scored or assisted, I think, on all but three of those 14 points when the when the Heat scored 14 points in uh, two minutes and 23 seconds to end the third quarter. Almost end the third quarter because Again, here's that guy, Julius Randle, taking more threes recently. 
Only took four in this game, made three of them. You don't think that's huge? His three ball is always important. I would argue it is as important against this Miami team who has a way of flustering him and frustrating him inside the arc that I'm not sure many other teams in the league do. They're able to do it. So he knows he has to hit three, has to hit threes against his team. Again, three or four from deep in this game, including that massive one for momentum to give them the lead heading into the fourth quarter. Thought that was huge. And then that started the snowball rolling down the hill. And that snowball included, um, as usual, Jalen Brunson, because again, Jalen Brunson's at the center of every big push that they they make almost always. But OJ Ananobi and Quentin Grimes. Uh, already talked about talked up Josh Hart. Other than Brunson, I thought they were the two guys that deserve the most praise tonight. It's been uh, it's been a rough. It's been a it was a rough few weeks for Jalen for Jalen Brunson for um, for Quinn Grimes. He was actually. I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt my point here to read a tweet that Fred Katz just said. Uh, so. Julius Randle is being evaluated right now. This is per Tom Thibodeau. It's a shoulder injury. Did not specify further. It's very concerning. Said it's very concerning, but you're concerned anytime somebody gets hurt, you hope for the best. If he's out, next guy gets in there and gets it done. It's about what I expected to hear. Um, well, this is interesting context. This is from Bondi. Tib said what he said, and then there was a follow-up question about, is he concerned? And then his answer was, very. Um, okay. Well, and then DJ Zulo kind of going where my mind is going here, which is that 11 weeks until the final game of the regular season. Because, well, man, it's amazing how everything could change in a heartbeat. Uh, we finished talking about the game. Uh, Grimes, tough few weeks, comes in, has maybe his best stretch since the trade in terms of hitting threes, being aggressive, attacking the hoop. Um, the, the free throw thing is just weird. I don't know what to say about the Grimes free throw thing, but it's it's weird. Uh, but I thought those were really important minutes for him. I don't. Will he be on this team in, in uh, two weeks? I don't know. Um, I'd like him to be. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm not worried about it too much. And the reason I'm not worried about it too much is I think we've seen through now four years of Leon Rose. Like if they trade Quentin Grimes, I think we could be pretty certain they're going to get some very good back in terms of value. Uh, Leon Rose is not going to trade Quentin Grimes to trade Quentin Grimes. He's not going to do that. So uh, good game from Quentin Grimes. Hope it, hope it continues. OJ Ananobi and actually I'm going to save OJ Ananobi for, for last couple other quick shout outs here. Precious Achua continue. Like I, I heart made his way back. It was out two games, made it back only played 16 minutes in this game. I'm not sure if that was a, a, a minutes limit thing. My guess is that it was more like, all right, I feel good enough to give it a go. Let's see how we are. He was not his usual self. Precious was the better of the two options. Precious Chua ends up playing 31 minutes. Only went 2-7 from the field. Missed a couple laps there in the end of third quarter when Miami made their push. But overall, I thought he played very well. Uh, 10 big rebounds in 31 minutes. He's better on the boards than I had any 
uh, any idea about. And uh, that's big for the team. His defense is getting better and better. Like he's just getting more comfortable. And I think um, that's really important with Mitch still out and with Hardenstein is going to be, he's going to need to be managed for sure. Especially uh, with Julius missing time, because again, Julius is part of their thing. I just, I spoke about this after the Denver game, their thing is skill and size who epitomizes the combination of skill and size more than anybody on this team. It's Julius Randall. So if they miss Randall, they're going to need to replace, they're going to need to replace both of those things. But the size part on the boards Hardenstein's been great on the boards. If Achua can help clean that up, I um uh that that would be that would be big. So good game from Achua. Um Grimes, uh I, I forget when his one he had one three pointer in this game, and I and when he hit it, I was like, that's a big three in the moment. It seems like every every three he hits is a big three in the moment. But he gave them some good minutes. Um let's let's talk about Ananobi and then we'll we'll finish up. Oh, and DiVincenzo. Uh, they made a, a, a really the Knicks made a big push at the end of the first quarter to get back in the game. I thought uh, DiVincenzo was very important. Excuse me, second quarter to give to give them a little space. I thought DiVincenzo making some shots, making some plays. Uh, I thought was very important to that second quarter push. He always makes an impact. It's impossible to have a DiVincenzo a Nick game where DiVincenzo doesn't make an impact. It's very very rare at this point. So good game from him. Uh, OJ Ananobi. So if Randall's out for a while and OG and OB is your starting four for however long it's going to be, um, what does that mean? What does that look like? <sighs> He's not like, it's not like, you know, Tibbs is going to say next man up. Okay, fine. OG and OB isn't Randall. He's not a guy you're going to toss the ball to and be like, just draw two or score. That's Randall, which is why it is maddening to a lot of Randall's biggest supporters when people give him so much shit because like that, like the, the rarity of having a guy who it's like tossing the ball, go make a shot or draw two. That's a, that's what, that's why guys get paid $30 million a year. OG is going to get paid $30 million a year, but that's not his skill set. And how are they going to be able to make up? If they lose Randall for a while, I do think OG is going to need to tap a little bit more into the on-ball stuff, which we've seen. We saw it today. We've been seeing more and more recently. It's looked very good. It's going to look a little bit different, obviously, than what you do with Randall, but that'll be important. I think defensively is where if there's one area where you're like, okay, here's why they could survive the loss of Randall if they miss him for a while. On defense, if you take out Randall, who look when he's trying hard and he's giving it full effort, and I thought his effort was great in this game and has been really good by and large recently. Even that version of Randall, the best version of Randall on defense, if you take him out of your starting lineup defensively and you replace him with Josh Hart, because that's essentially what's going to happen. OG takes Randall's spot, Hart takes OG's spot. And then you have DiVincenzo still in there, and then whoever your center is. That's I mean, that's impo- that's 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 intimidating. That's imposing. And like I'm watching OG out there today do his thing, and I keep coming up with new analogies for him. He's like the fucking Terminator out there. He is a lifeless, soulless robot sent from the future to completely decimate your team's otherwise functional offense. 
That's OG Ananobi in a nutshell, because that's what he does, you know, and we're going to need even more of that without Randall to, to I, again, it, it feels unfair to say because the Knicks have already been the best defensive the team, def- defensive team in the league since they got OG Ananobi. Well, if they miss Randall for a period of time, they're going to have to be even better. Um, and ultimately, it's going to fall on Brunson. Ultimately, it's going to fall on Brunson to to generate somehow even more offense than he already does. But OG takes a little bit of that load. I wonder if Hardenstein will take a little bit more of that load. He's going to need to. They're going to need talk about needing him for offense. Josh Hart is going to need to be on his uh, P's and Q's, so to speak. Um. All of these guys, DiVincenzo, DiVincenzo has a little playmaking ability. He's going to need to tap into that. Like everybody's going to need to pick up the slap. You're not, they're not going to replace Julius Randle with one player on this roster. If he has to miss time, especially an extended period of time. And then of course, the biggest question is if they learn soon that he has to miss an extended period of time, how does that impact their trade deadline? Um, you know, let's just say for I, I'm again. I don't want to throw data. Like if it's if it's four weeks, if it's six weeks, I hope it's four days. I don't know, which is why I don't even want to talk about this. But it feels irresponsible. It feels irresponsible both to talk about it and it feels irresponsible not to talk about it. So I don't know. I'm just I'm very. I want to know more. I want to know more about what their plan is. If he's out for a while, I want to know more. I want to know how long they think he's going to be out. I want to know all these things, and then it'll it'll gain some clarity. At the very least, I'll say this, and then we'll move on. Uh, we'll get to the uh, prize picks and the super chats. If he is out for a sustained period of time, like they already needed a an additional playmaker, I know. Watching today, you're like, you know what? Maybe they didn't. They don't need an additional playmaker. Well, they they would now uh, if he went down for a sustained period of time. It, it would really increase the level of urgency for that. All right. Sorry if that was all over the place. The Randall thing just completely threw me. Um, completely threw me. And I, I was going to be... I mean, what's Andrew's phrase? Out the window? I was going to be out the fucking window today. And now we have to... But just like, look... Oh, actually, I lied. Here's the last thing I'm going to say. And it references DJ, DJ Zulo's tweet from a little while ago. It's 11... It's a it's eleven weeks till the end of the regular season. At this point, I have enough faith in this team, trade or no trade, to make it through to the end of the regular season in such a position where as long as Randall is back and healthy and effective by the start of the playoffs, I don't care if they're two seed, three seed, four seed, five seed, six seed, fuck. They could be the seventh seed. Honestly. At this point, the way I'm feeling right now, and I don't think they would fall to the seventh seed if, if, let's say, Randall missed the entire rest of the regular season. They're playing so well right now, and they're so good right now. I think they would figure out a way to still finish in the top six. That may seem like a foolish statement, but I'm going to make it anyway. But I, I feel good about it. Doesn't the seeding at this point doesn't matter to me? This team hits such a groove that the most important thing for me would be just get them some time before the playoffs to rediscover that groove. And but more than anything, I hope that all of this. All this Randall talk is going to sound uh, like an utter waste of time when we get news and that uh, he's not out for very long. So, okay, that's that. Let us move on to, I believe we have some prize picks business to do, but I'll, I'll, I'll await APJP because APJP is on the ones and twos today. Yes, prize picks, betting and sweating. 
Um, we love our our proud sponsors, uh, Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash KFS. Use code KFS for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash KFS. That code is KFS. They will match your deposit up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Let's see what we got today. As I pull up my box score. So I could see who did what here. All right. Um, We got Jalen Brunson. Over 37 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. What do you know? Betting on Jalen Brunson is smart. The man had 45 points, rebounds, and assists. 32 points, 8 assists, 5 rebounds. Um, spectacular game for Jalen Brunson. OG Ananobi, prize picks has to get him in a, a Nick uniform for that little decal there. Um, who is this? I, I, I forget the order that we go in, but uh, one of our betting and sweating crew had this at over four and a half rebounds for OG Ananobi. Unfortunately, only finished with one rebound, so that's a loss. He's going to need to get way more than 44, four, four and a half rebounds moving forward if he has to take Randall's place. Um, Jimmy Butler. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Hold on. Now I got the order. Now I got the order. So it's Mensa. So Mensa hit with the, with the Brunson over. GMAC lost with the OG over. Now this is Sean with a W. Um, had Jimmy Butler under 18.5 points. Um, Jimmy Butler with uh, 28 points. You knew Jimmy was going to come through with a big effort in this game. So unfortunately, that's a loss. And then last but not least, XJ over Dante DiVincenzo. One and a half three-pointers made. Why do they? I don't, why, why is that line so low? Prize picks was like giving away free money. Um, DiVincenzo doubled it up. He had three threes. So Collectively, as a group, we go two and two. We'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take it. Uh, as as Andrew and, and JPJP are both texting me the order. <laughs> uh, thanks, guys. Sorry, I'm a little, a little slow. Uh, okay. Let's get to the Super Chats. Jasso focused. Starts us off. I'm in MSG right now. There's hashtag creation juice everywhere. I mean, I hope they have a, a plethora of mops at MSG. I'm sure they do. Like concerts can get a little messy, right? So I'm sure they're they're prepared for the overflow of creation juice. It's okay. Fear not, Ja. Fear not. <laughs> Thank you, Ja, for starting us off. Jossel focused with another one. Beating Miami by double digits in the garden fills my pants with hashtag creation juice. This team won't fear anybody seated below them in the playoffs for sure. Um, I I don't worry about like fear with this team. They're, they're, you don't play this well without playing with supreme confidence. They are playing with confidence. I thought to, here's the thing I'll say about this because you mentioned beating Miami. This is an important win for them because like Miami I maybe it is just for us fans or not even all fans like some fans like for me and Andrew where the Heat are the boogeyman maybe they don't feel that watching the first quarter today I was like man I wonder if there's just something about those jerseys and I know the Heat have like 8,000 different jerseys but I was like I wonder if there's something about those jerseys that just the Knicks see them and they clam up Right, because what were the Knicks doing to start the game? They were just bricking everything. I wonder if it's just something about those Heat jerseys. And then they went out and could, proceeded to 
blow out the Miami Heat like it was nothing. Um, and you could like Miami came out, and they wanted this game. I thought they were like playing as well as they were capable of playing, and it just didn't matter because the Knicks are too good. Important win for this team. Important win for this for these Knicks. And I don't think they'll fear Miami. I don't think they'll fear anybody in the playoffs. Um, so, you know, that's good news. If that, if, 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 big if true. Big if true. Thanks, Joe. I keep looking at my phone for a, a Twitter update on on Randall, and I, I think I have to accept the fact that I'm, I'm probably just not going to get it. Sam Garcia, is Jalen Brunson the most valuable player to his team in the league? Yeah, I went through this like a week or two ago. Um, I think Jokic is the most, again, using, using your, because you phrased it perfectly, most valuable player to his team. I think Jokic is the most valuable player to his team in the league. I think, um, after Jokic, man, he's, he's moving up there. Like Giannis, but that team has Dame, you know, like they still have Dame, like Dame brought a crappy ish uh, Blazers team to a lot of wins for a lot of years. Like if Giannis goes out and I'm like, I'm not saying that like it wouldn't impact them, but like, okay, you got Dame, you got Brooke Lopez, you got Chris Middleton, like you got guys like you got, you got Bobby Portis to start for Giannis. So like. Again, for anybody like looking to clip this and clown Knicks fans because like, oh, they think Jalen Brunson is better than Giannis Antetokounmpo. That's not the question. That's not the question. That's not the question. The question is value to his particular team. And that's why like, yeah, I think I am putting Jalen Brunson above like Giannis. I think I'm putting him above Embiid. Again, Sixers have Maxi. Sixers have Tobias Harris. Like Tobias Harris could give you 25 a night if you need. It's not going to look Pretty, it's not going to be the most efficient, but he could do it. Um, and then you go on and on down the line. Uh, I don't know, SGA? SGA's up there? SGA's up there? Yeah. Here, here's what I'll say, Sam. I think there's a conversation around like five different guys after Jokic. Jokic is number one. I think Brunson's part of the next group of five or so. He has to be. Has to be. Thanks, Sam. Akash Trivedi. Okay. Never seen Spolstra um, that mad calling a timeout. OG had him and the entire Miami team in shambles. Jimmy scared to go one-on-one. Next defender up. Grimes, Hart, LOL. Keep up the great work. KFS, love you all. Thank you, um, Dr. Trivedi. Um... And uh, I wish we had you in the locker room right now examining Julius Randle so we get some information. But alas, that I mean, OG's uh, again, I'm running out of shit to say about him. He you put him, it doesn't matter who you put him on. Yeah, here's the other cop that I thought of. Like, I think about remember Game Genie, and you, yeah, you got to be over 35 probably to remember, eh, maybe over 30. Get, definitely got to be over 30. You might have to be over 35 to remember Game Genie. Game Genie was this thing where you'd, you'd stick your cartridge, right? Or, or whatever. I think it was for... I, I remember for Nintendo. It might have been for Super Nintendo. I don't even, You put your cartridge in this thing and it would like unlock all the cheat codes for your video game. 
OG Ananobi is like the anti-game genie. You put him in the game and he locks like everything that would otherwise make an opponent's life easier on offense. He just takes all that away. So it's like he he makes you like play your video game with like one hand tied behind your back. That's what he makes you do. It's unfair. I still can't believe he's on our team. And I'm very thankful that he is. And that is what I have to say about that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Jocelyn Focus with another one. Hashtag saw or saw hashtag creation juice running down JP's leg. Oh, we've we've crossed the boundary now. Uh, hashtag F heat culture. Amen to that. F heat culture all day long, please. <clears throat> Thanks, Joe. Ryan Eggers, what's going on, Ryan? Thank you for the generous contribution. Hardest working, best conditioned, most professional, spontaneous combusting, fourth quarter collapsing, toughest, meanest, nastiest team that can't stop number 11 in the league. You just reminded me. You just reminded me. So in the uh, fourth quarter that we uh, just witnessed, the New York Knicks outscored the Miami Heat. And there was a little bit of garbage time there at the end because the blowout was so uh, so robust. Um, the Knicks outscored the Heat by 13 points. In the previous uh, game that these two teams played, uh, the Knicks outscored the Heat by a total of 18 points. So if you add those two numbers together, 18 plus 13, the Knicks have now outscored the Heat by a combined 31 points over the last two fourth quarters that these two teams have played. Andrew's texting me to laugh at the Heat. I, I'm i not going to laugh at them. It's too much respect, but I will say this. Giancarlo, wherever you are, know that I don't know that I've ever been happier to beat a team than to beat your fucking bum ass team. It it brings me so much joy. And the thought that y'all are about to descend uh, into the pit of mediocrity and sub mediocrity as an NBA franchise because your boy Jimmy is getting old. 
that's not even the the the, the best part of it. It's it's the watching your fan base cannibalize themselves. Uh, they can't cannibalize themselves fast enough trying to blame this on Eric Spolstra, who is the best coach of basketball. And y'all are so twisted in knots that you're like, fire Spo. It's Spo's fault. You say it yourself, I think. Spo's worst coaching job he's done. <laughs> My God. I mean, it's just so good. It's so glorious. It is really, it's the kind of car accident you really want to see um, because all those injured deserve it. Thank you, Ryan, for spurring that. Appreciate it. Michael Aaron, what's going on, Michael? No need to do anything else to the roster this season except for trade salary and a pick to get a bench point guard. Grimes needs to stay. Props to Precious, too. Um, So... This is something, this is a concept that I haven't really given a lot of time to. And it's purely because if they keep Grimes and they trade for a backup point guard, that not basically, that that means no more deuce. And like, that's not an egregious crime, which feels weird to say about a guy who comes in and plays absolutely top-notch defense at the point of attack, off the ball, everything. Like, he's one of the best point guard defenders. He's one of the best defenders, if not the best defender, at his size in the entire league. Top three, top four, you know, defender, 6'2 or under, 6'3 or under, whatever he is in basketball. And he's hitting fucking 50% from three. So it feels weird to be like, yeah, I don't really care if that guy leaves the rotation. And that's like one thing that I have where I'm like, are we, is this, we really want this? But like that wouldn't kill me. That wouldn't bug me that that much because of what because of Deuce's one massive limitation, which is that he can't get them into their offense and he can't create an advantage. Hashtag creation juice. Um. So I get like I don't know. I guess I, I guess it's not a big if that's not a big deal, which I guess maybe it isn't. Then yeah, maybe that's all they need to do and keep Grimes in the rotation and let Grimes continue to rehab his value and hopefully, you know, whatever is going on behind the scenes between him and I don't want to say between like him and the organization, because that implies something untoward. Like I, I think at this point, he like over the last few weeks, he's, he's probably part of him wants to maybe see greener pastures where he's not dealing with as much of a minutes crunch here as he is here. There's always time to repair old wounds. And usually it comes with strong play. And like who like seriously, who knows? Maybe if Julius goes out for a while, it opens the door that much more for Grimes to get back in there because they're they're gonna just need offense from somewhere. And like Grimes is still a really good source of offense. Um once he kind of gets out of his own head, which he's been in his own head a lot recently, and uh uh you know. We'll see if that gets better. Thanks, Michael. Michael, with another one. My last message, age like milk. How do you think we'd fare with slotting OG at the four if Julius misses time? Um, yeah, I, that's. It would be different. It would be different, and the again, the biggest thing by far would be more goes on Jalen Brunson, and like 
You know what I think it would look a lot like? Um, my memory is so shot. Uh, how many games? How many games did they play without Julius Randle? I'm gonna look it up right now. Uh, how many games did they play without Julius Randle uh, in the playoffs last year? Because like we, you know, we always talked about RJ coming through big in the playoffs. I do think that there was something to the fact that RJ. He had already started to hit his stride in game three against Cleveland. So this was not all with Randall out. Randall, I'm looking at it right now. Randall played 32 minutes in that game against Cleveland. But then the next three games, so in game four against Cleveland, only took 10 shots. Game uh, five against Cleveland was the game he left after 16 minutes, only took nine shots. And then he missed game one against Miami. So I think if we go back and we look at their offense, in those games when Randall was taking like a, a kind of a more of a, he, he was, he was taking a step back in favor of RJ and how they kind of operated. I wonder if they wouldn't lean more into that with, with OG. Um, now OG is not RJ Barrett as a driver. He, he, he's just, he doesn't have the, the same ball handling, but at the same time, what we're seeing with these little middies and like, obviously the power the power, the lift off of two feet, like all that stuff, moving, moving without the ball, and and good, all the all the stuff. I don't need to blow up OJ Nobi to say nothing of the corner three that he gives you. It would just it's going to put a lot on Jalen. It's going to put a lot on Jalen, and I, I I that's what I fear. That's what I fear. And then the other again, I said it already. Hardenstein is Hardenstein healthy enough to really try to help lift your offense without turning into a turnover machine. And that's not a critique of Hardenstein. It's just like, we know when he's operating from the high post, like you're going to get some turnovers there. Can they limit those? I don't know. Thanks, Michael. Jamie Nucho. What's going on? I hope Nucco. Nucco? Nucco. Um, even announcers can't help but wax poetic about JB. OG keeps getting better. Randall's signature buzzer beater. Really hope he's not out for the season. I don't even want to say it. that's uh, that's I'm not, I'm not even entertaining that right now. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't do it like that. That would be, I am not, I'm not even gonna talk about it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say anything. Um, but yes, why, why wouldn't you wax poetic about Jalen Brunson? He's going to get MVP votes this season. That's, that's, that's all there is to it. Guy's awesome. Guy's incredible. I can't, I, I cannot, I've run out of things to say about the man. <laughs> he is, the prince that was promised. He's everything this franchise has been waiting for. Simple as that. Thanks, Jamie. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.